Welcome to Redemption Unscripted. On this podcast, you will hear unscripted conversation to help you know Jesus, grow in your relationship with Him, and go advance His kingdom. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another Redemption Unscripted episode. Uh, We are excited to come to you today with a very interesting topic. It should be helpful and hopefully resourceful uh, for parents out there. But with me is our uh, two great guys on our staff, Austin McCann, who's our associate pastor. How's life going for you right now? It's good, man. And uh, as always, when you jump on, that it's fun to change up the seats a little bit. Thanks for hosting as I'm over here. Absolutely. Fun. Absolutely. And we have Alan Williams, who uh, I love Alan because he loves my kids. Uh, he's our youth what is your title now? Uh, youth ministry director. Youth ministry director. He just yeah. does stuff. We don't. I really do know. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got two students in his ministry, which I'm so very happy and blessed by. So, thanks for joining us for this discussion, man. Yeah, and I think we're talking about your kids on the podcast today, right? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Which one? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope not because the topic is bullying. Oh, so I oh. certainly hope my kids are not bullies. Nah, and not, I certainly don't want them to be bullied, but I'm sure that it happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the topic uh, that we're talking about is bullying. It's a very relevant topic. It's probably, we were just discussing beforehand, it's kind of been around since the dawn of time, honestly, but um, it's definitely a, a relevant uh, topic to discuss in in our prayer uh, for this podcast, and we actually literally just prayed for this, is that it'll be a resource, especially mm-hmm. for parents for sure. as you listen to it. Uh, so thanks for tuning in today. So um, Austin, let me just kick things off. Just give me your general thoughts on bullying. Yeah. So like you said, it is a, yeah, it's a topic we want to dive into because it it's a reality. Uh, it's a sad reality in the sense that um, we don't want kids to be bullied. We don't want kids to to be the bullies. Uh, but we know on this side of heaven in our broken world, uh, it's a part of our sin nature that we we belittle people, we uh, we go at people, and so um, yeah, it's a reality. And and I know myself working with students, and then Alan still working with our students today. Like we see it all the time, more than we want to probably uh, even admit. So yeah, it's a reality, and so definitely want to talk about it. And like you said, give parents some some help in it. So what would you say, Alan? Why why is this so important to talk about? Yeah, I mean, spot on. You know, bullying happens for our students all over the place, whether that is online, whether that's happening to them at school. We've even seen instances of it happening here at church um, that we have to deal with and talk to parents about. And like like Gary said, I mean, I hope that today's conversation is helpful for parents listening to kind of help them navigate bullying with their own kids. Um, You know, school is back for the school year. um, So... Uh, I think that it's probably the time where it might be most prevalent, especially students who have been in isolation for the past year and a half, you know, now all getting back to uh, in school, a lot of students at least. Um, So I think that that world uh, of bullying is definitely going to be one that parents could be dealing with right now as you're listening to this podcast. There's also, and it's, we didn't talk about this earlier, but you made me think about Alan, that there's a, you know, we're talking to primarily parents in this podcast, helping their kids, but this past year, year and a half, whatever, we, we've we seen a lot of bullying between adults. I mean, think about yeah. all the political, racial, all the division in our country. There's been this bullying on display for adults. So what do you think our students, our teenagers, our kids going to do you yeah. know, as they go back into normal socialization? Like they've seen their parents bully. So that's a, that's a little gut check for the parents as we start. Yeah. 
Yeah, spot on. I mean, they, they're sitting there watching it for so long on the media, on social yeah. media, um, even in their own home, maybe. Uh, and like you said, I mean, it, bullying is really just that belittling someone, you know, making mm-hmm. them feel like they're inadequate, making them feel like they uh, are less than. Um, and yeah, we've seen a lot of that over the past yeah. year and a half. So both of you guys have a lot of experience with youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say are some forms of bullying that you, you've you've seen or encountered? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of gosh, maybe five years ago. I don't know. I did a I did a talk to our our middle schoolers, and I found a graphic somewhere online. It was one of the bullying sites. There's a pretty a lot of good resources, but they kind of broke it down into uh, a couple of different forms. So there's I think the physical. And that's the one I think we all instantly think of. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're hitting someone, you're pushing someone, you're stealing something. Like, there's the physical, but then you have your verbal, your name calling, racial slurs, threats, um, which is, yeah, we'll get into a minute. That comes out in different ways. But then uh, the one that's always interests me. It's some sites call it relational, some sites call it emotional, but it's it's kind of like the you're leaving them out on purpose, you're gossiping, you're spreading rumors. So it's almost like you don't have to physically be doing anything to that person, but you're you're acting in ways that's either pushing them out or they're just not around, but you're talking junk about them. So there's that kind of emotional. And then cyberbullying, which, Alan, I would love to hear your thoughts on this here in a second. Like, that's the one we know, social media, text message, whatever else. I mean, it's it's online. And that one's interesting because it school doesn't have to be in for that one to happen. Yeah. That happens all the time. For sure. Uh, so, Alan, I mean – I would love to park on that, like cyberbullying. That's probably the biggest form of bullying right now. What's your experience of you, you know, you work with our students. How do you see that? Yeah. I mean, our students, what I call Gen Z, you know, people born kind of around that 2000 mark up to 2010, they have this, this feeling and this connection with social media and with their phones and a screen way more than anyone else. Um, And even seeing it even in younger students, but Man, our high schoolers and our middle schoolers, for the most part of most days, are glued to a screen. They're snapping their friends. They're texting. They're reading the comment sections of an Instagram post. Um, they're tweeting. I mean, it's 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 there. And just the amount of time that they spend on social media, on their phone, texting their friends, there's going to be cyberbullying that happens. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just one of those things as parents to be aware of, to know that if your kid is on social media probably today at some point they've seen some type of cyberbullying amongst two other people or some kind of cyberbullying has been done to them. And I think it's important that as parents, we recognize that and really kind of work towards that. Like mm-hmm. how do I help my student navigate yeah. the world of cyberbullying? Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I, you know, when I talked about this a couple of years ago to our students, I told them in the past and the parents listening, they probably remember this, like, bullying primarily happened at school. That Mm -hmm. was like the place. So your safe spot would be when you left school. You would go home, that would be your refuge, whatever. But then with cyberbullying, the thing is there's no refuge anymore because your phone, you get bullied at school, that just follows you home in Mm -hmm. your pocket on your phone. So that, in a sense, I mean, that breaks my heart for their kids in our culture that, man, if a kid is being bullied, there's not much escape for them. Yeah. Anymore, because it just follows them on their phone. Yeah, exactly. And even if you're like, oh, my kid doesn't have social media, like, are they playing video games? You know, <laughs> like, point, yeah. 
there's so many things I could just go on and on and on about of like any kind of like digital interaction with kids who are not like you get that sense of like a keyboard warrior, you know, yeah. you're ready to just like go after somebody and the consequence is so little in that moment that people just really tear other people yeah. down online. So you mentioned gaming. Is that, uh, you, you've, you've, I guess you were, you know, you've seen it, heard it. Like, I guess um, a lot of games now have chats in them. So yeah. that's probably what you see, right? Yeah. I mean, discord is like a really popular okay. one that students use where they're connecting with other people that they may not even know. Um, so I mean, people get bullied all the time, even if just their username is something peculiar. Like you might have somebody like trash talk you or tell you down simply because of your username, you know? So I think, uh, yeah, whether it's an in-game kind of chat or using an app like Discord um, to connect with people through gaming, um, there's there's always that room. And I think just the depravity of us, I mean, we're prone as humans to go that direction to belittle someone. Interesting. Uh, it's that false courage too, you know, mm-hmm. that we've experienced with the internet. You know, people are probably more apt to say some harsh things, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, behind a keyboard or behind a screen or something like that. So yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm old enough to, you know, like I'm in my 40s. So when I was in middle school, high school, we didn't have obviously internet, social media, really that prevalent, and so. Yeah, bullying for me, I, I mean, I think the worst thing ever happened, I'll never forget being in a in the cafeteria in middle school, and this dude that was like twice my side was, was standing in front of me, and for no reason whatsoever, he turned around and just knocked my food and tray out of my hands. And <laughs> classic. Just, yeah, 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 just That's the, like classic, the classic, classic movie scene. bully yeah. <laughs> uh, move, uh, you know, the whole O'Doyle rules moment, for those of you who know that reference. But um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's wild to think that, um, our kids now, there's really no escape from it, especially mm-hmm. if you got devices and gaming and all that. So yeah, oh, and I think crazy. when we hear the word bullying, that's the scene, you know, exactly. that movie yeah. scene of right. like someone slapping the lunch tray or someone slapping your books out of your, you know, in the hallway, making you look like a like a fool, you know, in front of everybody. That is probably not the type of bullying that happens. Today. I'm yeah. sure it happens at some point, but I would say far more likely your kids are going to be bullied um, on social media. They're going to be bullied in a way that is that emotional, relational bullying. Like, I'm leaving you out. I'm going to spread rumors about you. Not that I'm going to beat you up kind of thing. Yeah, because most kids are glued to their phone the whole time in school. (laughs) So so they don't have time to hit your tray or post. That's a good point. So with what we're dealing with now, what would you guys say are some some major dangers uh, with bullying? Yeah, I think, I mean, you can, yeah, I think the, the, the kid or the student being bullied, I mean, the amount of mental, emotional, physical harm that can do is insane. I mean, I'm, I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but I remember some of the sites I looked at look, prepping for this. I mean, the suicide rate skyrockets for a kid that's being bullied, yeah. the anxiety. I mean, kids in our culture already struggle with anxiety just with the nature of, you know, social media and outside of the bully world, but now you bring in them being bullied, like, holy crud, like kids, the anxiety is out the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, the, the mental, emotional, physical side for the kid is, I think that's probably where the danger lies the most. And I think we would be, um, yeah, we, we would be shocked if we probably really knew how much harm mm-hmm. it causes. Which yeah. makes sense, right? Because, you know, I didn't. I don't really have an emotional scar from that guy hitting the tray out of my hands. Mm-hmm. But if if I had people on my feed t- 
telling me things about me, those words cut deep, you know? So that makes a lot of sense, uh, the dangers of that right now. And those words stay. And, you know, our kids, you know, unlike you mentioned you growing up, you weren't, you didn't probably struggle to find your identity in your online profiles. But kids do now, like their Mm -hmm. Instagram is, that's their thing. So you get on there and start going off and then your friends gang up, like you're attacking kids already where they have an identity crisis. So what other dangers would you say, Alan? Yeah, I w- that mental, emotional one, like, it, it cannot be downplayed. Mm-hmm. That uh, I hear story after story after story of a kid who's like, yeah, when I was in elementary school, like, I was bullied. Uh, and that really caused me to really rethink life and think, man, is this life really worth living? It, you know, like, there's so, so much that kids are damaged by because of bullying. And I think, I mean, honestly, that's why we're having this conversation today, is as parents, it's super important to kind of have a pulse on that and to know, like, how do I, how do I help my student through that? Obviously, we're going to get to some of those practical things later on, but um, that's definitely a danger. I mean, I think, um, like, school performance can be one. Like, when you see a student, like, really struggling um, in social life and the ability to kind of uh, keep their grades up if they're some, for a student who's known for, like, having, you know, a certain average and all of a sudden that starts dropping and dropping, it could be a sign of, like, um, so, you know, bullying is happening and it's a danger that we can kind of fall into. Um, so yeah, those are probably the big ones. Yeah. I would say that social emotional damage mm-hmm. is pretty big. The, the other one that I, I ran across on a website when you think about the dangers, and I've never thought about this, so it was a newer thing for me to, to see, but it talked about the continuum of bullying behavior. And basically mm-hmm. the, they were describing it like, so if you allow bullying to happen, so a kid is bullying another kid and there's no one stopping it, Basically, you're you're allowing that bully to, to either a he's going to continue or she's going to continue that behavior, uh, and it's probably going to get worse. And mm-hmm. like they gave stats of kids that bully during their high school, middle school years, and no one corrects them or tries to stop them. Like you know, the stats bear out that they more than likely when they get into relationships, they might be verbally abusive. They could be physically abusive. Like they just carry that abuse deeper into their lives. So. You know, we think about, gosh, we want not only the kid that's being bullied to to have rescue from that, we also don't want to continue allowing a kid that's being a bully to just keep carrying that forward in their life because whatever context they find themselves in, if no one corrects them, they're going to keep doing it. And it could, you know, ultimately go out and come out in worse ways. Yeah, I mean, our heart... You know, obviously, when we talk about this, we typically think of like, all right, let's help a parent whose kid is being bullied. Our heart is also for the bully. Like, there's something going on there. And Gary, you mentioned that a little bit earlier when we were talking about it. Like, there's something going on there that we care and we have a heart for those kids, too, that we want to see kind of healing happen so that their bullying of other kids is stopping or at least, you know, coming down. Um, That's our, our heart and our care. So, I mean, we're, we're kind of talking to both groups at this point, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you have a kid who's being bullied, like, here's some, some good things, some thoughts for you. If your kid is a bully, and maybe you don't even know that yet, it might be a conversation to have. Like, we have a lot of care and compassion, like, for you as a parent and your student as well. Well said. Well, as a, as a worship leader, I learned a long time ago, the best thing I can give people is God's Word, mm-hmm. as far as words. So... Uh, what are some things that you found the Bible has to say about about bullying? Yeah, I think the the first one is you know think about how we're created. So Genesis one chapter or chapter one verse twenty six twenty seven, and we are created in the image of God. Um, 
And automatically, because of us being created in the image of God, we all have value, we all have dignity, uh, we all should be respected. So it doesn't matter age, sex, race, you know, if you're good at sports, bad at sports, like whatever category you put a student in, Mm -hmm. the fact that they're created in the image of God basically is what gives them value and dignity. So whenever I think about bullying, that's the first place I go to in Scripture is when you don't treat things that are in God's image like crap. So you don't bully people because they're in God's image. Exactly, yeah. That human dignity, it doesn't come from the value we place on someone. Like mm-hmm. It's a God-given dignity that He places on humanity. Yeah, I mean, the Bible also talks about, I mean, all throughout Scripture, about how we're commanded to love one another. Um, and I think when we see bullying happening, uh, whether it's in school or on social media, I mean, parents listening might even experience that in the workplace. You yeah. know, like When we see that happening, we obviously would not describe that as love. Um, so we want to... To as Christians represent God well in that way, to like love other people in doing that is maybe standing up for the person who is being bullied to kind of show love and compassion there. And in a minute, we're going to talk about some tips. I think that can be handled in a unique way. But yeah, I mean, I think the the idea of love that the Bible teaches, that Jesus teaches that radical idea of love, um, certainly is something to think about when you think about the bullying that happens in the world. Yeah, and then there's kind of on the hills of that, same thing, same theme, Alan, there's, I mean, treat others the way you want to be treated. So, you know, whatever you want to call it, the golden rule, we often say, I mean, if yeah. if you don't want to be bullied, don't bully other people. Mm-hmm. Like, think, you know, walk in the shoes of a student being picked on or pushed around, like, no one wants to be that person. Like, you don't want, so, so you know, I would always encourage students of that, like, don't, don't treat someone a way that you don't want to be treated. Um, that's not cool. Sometimes that can be so subtle. True. Like, true. like yeah. I mean, I, I really still feel like we have to work against that idea that when we say bully, we automatically think of Gary's story. You know, the big yeah. guy slapping the tray. But man, I think we even have to like guard our own hearts. Like, am I bullying people by like belittling them? Even if it's subtle, even if it's something that like, I don't maybe even mean it. And, and maybe like some of that is like a definition of what bullying is, true. but yeah. I don't even want to give an inch to that to know that like, even the way that I treat people might be taken in that sense of bullying. You know, um, like I think about like as a staff team, we play spike ball a lot. Like when I choose my partner to play spike you ball. You did bully me earlier when we played <laughs> spike ball. <laughs> you know, like am I like being mean to people by like not choosing them to be on my team? Like am I putting them down in that way? Like, you know, I think it's just something like when we talk about, um, you know, treat others the way that we want to be treated. And we really ought to be thinking about that a lot yeah. more because I think there are subtle things that we do that really kind of fall, like, lean towards that idea of bullying people. Mm-hmm. I would say, too, like, the Bible really talks about, like, non-retaliation, which is something in this case of bullying is is maybe even, like, a harder thing to, like, lean into. Like, you typically think of, like, no, no, I'm going to, like, stand up for myself. I'm going to, like, fight back. And I'm not saying that, like, non-retaliation is always the thing to do. I think there's a line there. But I think like when the Bible talks about like turning the other cheek, I think that that verse may be taken out of context some, but um, I do think there's this sense that, all right, when, when people do harm to me, it's not my job to immediately retaliate against them mm-hmm. and uh, to, all right, well, if you bullied me, then I'm going to find some other way to like bully you back. Um, you know, I think it is that sense of non-retaliation. I remember um, I did a talk uh, last year about loving your enemies. And uh, I use this example of this guy that Austin and I play basketball with that, I mean, said something really mean to me on the court. And I was like, and I told our students like, all right, 
the thing that I should do to him is I should go drop a hundred bucks on a new pair of basketball shoes and give it to him. I was like, that's the kind of like radicalness that Jesus teaches of like loving your enemies. I have to confess, I didn't drop a hundred bucks. Oh, I, was say, I, was yeah, I was like, how'd that go, man? <laughs> yeah. But like when we Life think of transformed. <laughs> yeah. When we think about being bullied, I really think that like loving our enemies is what we ought to embrace that sense of non-retaliation. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's so good. I mean, that is you think about you know how how does the world respond to bullying? It's man, if you get hit, hit them back. Mm-hmm. Or you know, if that person you know just puts you on blast on social media, you just go right back Tweet at back. Them. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. And and we all know, like as followers of Jesus, like you can't take that behavior, line it up with the gospels, and and see that that's what Jesus taught. Like mm-hmm. Jesus literally said, like you said, love your enemies, bless your enemies, turn your other cheek. I mean, that is radically ca- countercultural, mm-hmm. and. And we got to apply that to bullying. Like, and I get it. It's hard. I mean, if I'm, if my kids, you know, my kids right now are two and three, so they're not coming home telling me mm-hmm. about bullies, just each other. But, um, <laughs> but one day they're going to be in school. And if they come home and say, hey, so-and-so bullied me, like, even as a dad, I'm going to have to check myself because my flesh will say like, well, next time they do it, punch them in the face. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. but I got to check myself and let the spirit lead. Like, no, how... What would Jesus do? And mm-hmm. you know, that's, we can get into the bracelet cheesy in a way. But what would Jesus do? Like He turned it her cheek, mm-hmm. bless, bless those people. Like um, it's hard, but I think we got to do that. And that's a great point, Alan. One of the things I was discussing before we recorded this was it, this topic reminded me of my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom was always great about loving the kid. When I was younger, the kids that were kind of like mean at church or whatever that was kind of they, they were always getting in trouble there were mean kids at church <laughs> <Yeah>. man <laughs> i just always remember her going after them in a good way like hmm. you know t- trying to win them over and i remember she planted the seed in me years ago and and it, to this day and even even it's more more meaningful to me now than ever but uh, she she basically said the reason those kids are acting that way is they're lacking love hmm. you know and so she was providing that love good, to yeah. them and, you know, it, back to what you guys just said, I mean, the revolutionary, radical teaching of Jesus, love your enemy. Enemies, yeah. <laughs> that's insane. I mean, that's intense. So as a parent, even now, uh, that, that stuck with me. Hmm. And what I try to do, or what I've tried to do with my kids is whenever they've, somebody's been mean to them or whatever, I always try to rem- remind them to think about why. Why are those point, kids yeah. saying those things? Mm-hmm. Why are they doing what they're doing? There's something off in their world, mm-hmm. in their okay. life. So in other words, I'm, I'm helping my kids to understand, okay, you're not the problem here. Mm-hmm. You know, don't believe lies. But at the same time, let's have a little compassion, mm-hmm. yeah. just a little bit, as much as we can yeah. for this bully or yeah. for this enemy. Uh, and one more thing I will say is uh, a pastor a long time ago told me, you cannot have passion for Jesus if you don't have compassion for people. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. And so... Tweet that or something oh, right man. now. Like, that's, yes. <laughs> so just that amazing idea of loving your enemy, hmm. loving your bully. Mm-hmm. love. Oh, that's, and that's a strong yeah. statement. And, and, and we don't want to come across as we want to give these people a pass mm-hmm. or empower or enable what they're doing, but we can love them and we can pray for them because that's what Jesus told us to do. Right. Amen. Well, um, you guys are parents. 
of little ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm parents of big ones. <laughs> or I'm, I'm a parent of big ones. Um, so let's talk about how we should respond as parents. Our kids are being bullied. How do we handle this? Yeah, I would say like the first thing is listen and believe them. Like if your kid comes home saying, dad, I'm being bullied, mom being bullied, don't brush it to the side. Like we, we talked a lot about like here are the dangers, here are the, the problems that come with it. Like, don't let that keep going. Like, when your kid comes home, like, believe, listen to them, find out the details of the story, like, really look into that. Yeah. And with that, as you talk to them, I mean, ha- have some real, like, honest conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know there's things as a parent that, you know, like, you feel like, man, I'm not, I don't know what to talk about. It feels awkward. And I think even, you know, let's, you know, we're all dudes around. I think there's a tendency as, as dads to to lean out of those conversations mm-hmm. and expect the moms, which, which is terrible. Like we need to lead in that area as dudes. And so I think leaning into that and, and saying, Hey, here's my, you know, share your own stories. If you were bullied, be open about that. Be real with that. Uh, talk to them about, you know, the dangers, talk to them about what you just said, Gary, like how you should respond. I mean, just have that real open and consistent word you threw out Alan earlier, like have that consistent conversation. It might, it's probably not one conversation. Yeah. It's probably a couple checking in, loving your kids is going to, you know, that's not a one-time thing. So, so yeah, have a good conversation. Yeah, because, I mean, your kids may not bring it up. That's a good like, point, they yeah. may want to put on that persona of, like, no, 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 like, I got this. I got it figured out. I know how to, like, retaliate. I know how to figure it out. But, yeah, I mean, having those kind con- initiating those conversations, I think, can be really important. Yeah. I mean, we talked about cyberbullying a good bit earlier. Man, if you're a parent and you do not monitor your kid's social media, if you do not at least check in on their text messages, it is not an issue of privacy. It is an issue of like, can I help do what I can to protect my kid? Say that again, Alan. That's Come on so now. If you are a parent and you do not monitor your kid's social media, to some extent, like yeah. like you said, that's, that's crazy. It like, is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just considering the implications of an unmonitored social media account, like you ought to be monitoring it on some level. And I'm not saying like you don't give your kid any privacy. As a kid gets older and older, they they maybe earn that right to have some privacy. But we're talking about your kid's mental health right now. We're talking about your kid's physical health. It's important as parents that we monitor that in our students, that we say every now and then just check their text messages, like see how that's going, like ask them like, hey, who have you been snapping on Snapchat lately? You like, I just, those questions, and I think monitoring it is super important with cyberbullying being such yeah. a big problem. And I would say with that too, I think um, if if you create a culture within your family where that's normal, mm-hmm. I don't think kids will respond as, as bad. So, you know, I remember this with student ministry and parents would say, man, I, I think my kid's doing something online. I need to check. And they've never talked to their kids about like social mm-hmm. media, and then they just go like, "Give me your phone." It's like, of course your kid's gonna respond in like defensiveness yeah. and anger. Like, but if you create as a parent a culture of like, "Hey, I love you, I care about you, I want to give you some privacy," but with that comes you know some trust you're gonna have to earn. And if that's a consistent thing you build into your parenting, I don't think most kids are gonna be, you know. I think kids will be somewhat annoyed. They don't want the parents yeah. doing that. But if you do that as consistent and build a culture, I don't think it's as invasive as we might think. But, yeah, yeah. but if you only do it one time and you just blow up every you know year and you check, yeah. it's not going to go well. And I know. You, and you guys are you don't have to deal with that right now yeah, as parents. I yeah. <laughs> so, I'm sure said in a way, <laughs> it's easy for you guys to say, "Absolutely, go, this is I'm what you got to do." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm but terrified. I, but I can chime in and say, yeah, you know, as good. I'm a parent of two teenagers with social media and devices, so 
I echo what you just said, and I think it's the culture of honesty, hmm. and and it, there is privacy, but at the same time, even me, I have a device too, so I constantly kind of tell myself, hmm. I I need to be okay with my kids checking my phone. Ooh, that's good, you know, and to have that whole culture in the household is great. Yeah, and there's yeah there is times where I'll check in on my kids' phones, but they know it. And I think that's that's key, yeah. you know, having that, that culture of honesty. That's mm-hmm. good, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, like one of the things we talked about is like teaching your kid how to respond, like when they are being bullied, like they may not know. And you know, you're, as a parent, you're like, well, of course my kids know. They can like come talk to me. They can tell me whatever. But I truly think even if that conversation that you have with them, they're like, no, mom, I'm not being bullied. Why are you asking me that? It's kind of weird. Like help them develop a plan of like, hey, this is what the Bible says you ought to do. Like when you are bullied, here's like some practical steps. Like here's how you can go tell an adult, tell a teacher, come home and tell me, talk to your principal. I mean, if it's happening in public, talk to a police officer. You're like, hmm. you know, there's so many like practical ways that you can help your kid come up with a plan for when they're getting bullied so that they don't fall into this trap of like, no, I've got it all together. I don't need to yeah. tell anybody. Yeah. And also another thing that come to mind when we, when we think about, you know, kids being bullied, your kid being bullied is, is uh, just avoid, I think, making light of it. I mean, that could be, mm-hmm. gosh, that could come up in, you know, whether you're watching a movie, TV show, and there's bullying, and as a parent, you know, you're, you're kind of laughing at it. Like, if you're not careful, you can easily communicate to your kids, you know, bullying's just kind of part of the world, and it's not that bad. And, and if, you're the, if your kid's the one being bullied at school or online, and they see you doing that, goodness gracious, of course they're not going to come to you and do what we just said, have some conversations or make a plan. So I think how we talk about bullying, whether we're joking about it or maybe belittling it as it's not a big deal, uh, that that does not communicate what we want to to a kid, especially if they're being bullied. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I would add to, I mean, we're kind of just throwing ideas all yeah, out right good. here, but like um, we talked a little bit about when a kid is being bullied, like that non-retaliation I do think it's super important, like as we represent Christ, that if at all possible, and I think in most cases it is, to not go and like attack back. And maybe as a parent, you're listening to this, you're like, no, like if my daughter gets beat up, like I'm going after. Like I would encourage you as a parent to not do that. Like I know that that's hard, but I would say involving, um, you know, depending on the context of it, like involving a parent or involving a teacher, knowing that our care for that bully is important too. Like we care for them. We mm. want healing in their life. We don't want to, for our, our kid to be affected by that. And then we just go and retaliate against that bully. And now that bully just continues to do that to another kid and another kid. We want like true healing in that kid's life to know that like, all right, we actually like made a difference. We put a stop. Now granted my kid paid the price mm. of being bullied from them but I'm going to make sure that it doesn't happen again by really offering true healing and not just attacking and retaliating. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Because I then, think, like, when we talk, like, like maybe when I say that, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, like, beat up this bully. Like, what about cyberbullying? Like, yeah, what happens when catch. a kid comments something really nasty and mean and you just, like, go off on them online? It, like, that can cause a lot of harm instead of really looking for healing you know, in that kid's life. Yeah. And you're modeling the behavior you're telling your kid not to do, exactly. which you know, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot in the sense of 
now everything you're telling your kid not to do, you're doing it, and they're just going to go do that. In the and name, I, yeah. in the name of the ends justify the means. Yeah. Yep. And I know exactly what you're saying. I love that you said that too. It's like most parents aren't thinking I'm going to go beat someone up physically. Maybe, and if that is, you, should, you should go get help. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. But I think a lot of parents would fall into the trap of you know what, give me your phone, let me text them. I'm going to text Or, them. you know, let me, let me comment on Instagram. Like, that's, mm. that is just, I don't know what good can come from that. There's nothing. Yeah. That's just, yeah, if you're tempted to do that, and I get it, like you said, Gary, like, who knows in 10 years, I'm, and I don't know what social media is going to be like when my kids are teenagers, but I'm mm. sure I'll be tempted to do something like that. And yeah, it is a hard. Gosh, we cannot do that. Can't underestimate how hard that has to be. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's, we can only uh, assume that it's going to get harder. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Parenting is going to get more and more challenging for sure. I think one of the things um, that we talked about too is the idea of preparing mm-hmm. our kids mm-hmm. and not just protecting them. Yeah, I mean, I think it is that proactive sense. How do we get ahead of the train knowing that we aren't just responding when my kid is is being bullied, but we're also like working diligently to make sure that we're preparing them for it. One of the things I think we should bring up is maybe you're a parent listening and you're like, my kid isn't being bullied. My kid is the bully. Like we've shared a little bit, like we have so much care and compassion for for kids in either scenario. But I think maybe we should give some tips to parents. Like if their kid is the bully, how do we help them prepare also and protect, um, you know, their kid from falling into that spiral? Funny, that's, I think the moment you said that, and I did not think about this when we were prepping this podcast, it just popped in my head, that uh, first is realize your kid might be the bully. Yeah. Like, and I get it, even as my kids being young, like we we, assume, we think our kids are never going to be guilty of some yeah. of the other things other kids are. Like, mm-hmm. like I am sure there's some of you parents listening, and the moment you think about it, you're like, my kid would never be the bully. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just go ahead and get that out there. Like, it is not far-fetched to think, your kid who you think's a perfect angel, they're going to be a bully at some mm-hmm. point. I, I mean, we all, at some extent, probably was a bully. Um, so I think as a parent, first off, just if you go into it thinking it's never going to be your kid guilty of it, you're hurting yourself mm-hmm. when they come to you or you find out they're being a bully because you need to be ready to have those conversations. So so I would say the first thing is just realize it's probably going to happen. Probably yeah. not will it happen, when it will happen kind of thing. Yeah, and obviously, like, as we're teaching – our kids uh, who may be being bullied, how do they respond to that? We should also be teaching our kids like, hey, if you ever find yourself being the bully, like this is what the Bible teaches. This is how you ought to treat people. This is how you can actually show people love and helping them figure out, man, what is it that's causing them to want to be a bully to people? What Mm -hmm. underlying thing is it that's making them feel like they have to like overpower and be overbearing and belittle people? Um, It's definitely like good conversations to even have, even if your kid's not a bully, like to be teaching them things proactively. Mm -hmm. I would say too, like um, we talk a little bit about like how do we like discipline our kids. I mean, as a parent, you have a hopefully have like a disciplining strategy. I, mean, I think all of us discipline our kids a little bit differently, but I do think like if if you find out, man, your student is the one who's being the bully, find some way to appropriately discipline them. Uh, if they're the kid that's cyberbullying, that's probably a different punishment than if they're the kids physically abusing another kid at school. So, I mean, finding that appropriate measure of like, all right, how do I show my kid, hey, it's important that we don't belittle and bully other people while also showing them 
hey, I love you as my kid, and I really want healing and health uh, in your life. Yeah. Yeah, and I think with kind of on the heels of that discipline, I mean, I think there's a um, teaching our kids how to apologize to those people mm-hmm. they've bullied. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, that's there's a sense of that brings some, you know, that could be humiliating to your kid. But, man, that is something I would want to teach my kids that if you – you know, you bullied someone and, and the spirit convicts you or, you know, me as a parent calls you out, like, it, it is a good thing, and the Bible, I think, talks about it, to go to those people and say, hey, I'm sorry I bullied you. Yeah. Um, you know, the Bible talks about apologies, talks about restitution. Like, you know, if, if your kid stole money from someone and being a punk hmm. about it, like, make, make them work. go pay back. Yeah. Like, there's, you know, there's a sense of, um, you know, same thing, love your enemies we got to take the Bible seriously, even mm-hmm. in this area. And so as we help our kids with it, yeah, one of the, probably the best ways to teach your kid to stop bullying is to put some of that consequence in there of, of hey, you did this, you got to own up to that, and you might need to go apologize, and that's hard. And, um, you know, that doesn't always have to be, you know, if it's social media, like, do it publicly, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. on their comments if you want to, but, but you yeah. need to have some type of ownership, and I think we need to push our kids in that direction. Yeah, that can be very humbling yeah. to go yeah. and say, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to somebody. It takes humility to genuinely be sorry and tell someone you're sorry, which makes a lot of sense with this conversation because I would say probably one of the biggest roots of bullying is insecurity. Mm-hmm. And insecurity is a form of pride. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. And if you want to help your kid who's a bully, they need some humility. And that could be super helpful, not only in the situation, but in them personally as they as they grow. So And it goes back to, you know, you guys both talked about preparing, not protecting. That that can apply to this too, is like mm-hmm. how do, how do I prepare my kid to not be a bully in the future? Is that while they're under my roof, get some of that in there of like teaching them like you need to get some humility. You need to lower yourself and maybe, you know, go back to people that you've harmed and, and own up to that and prepare yeah. them. That's great. It's been a great discussion. Well, before we sign off, you guys got any closing thoughts? Yeah, I would say my big thing for parents listening to this is you're not alone in this battle. Like if you have a student who's being bullied and you're like, man, I'm trying my hardest to to help them and to prepare them and to protect them, but you just feel like you're coming up short. But I would love to chat with you and to talk with you about maybe how you can uh, see that through uh, in your life. I know our church would love to partner with you uh, in that way. And if your kid is the one being the bully, same. Our heart is for you and for your kid. Uh, We'd love to kind of help you and even just give you some advice and tips uh, as you wade those waters. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, same with Alan. I mean, there's uh, between our pastors, youth staff, even uh, Peter Knotts, our kids' own director. He's not on the mic, but obviously, I know he he handles some bullying stuff, even that happens at the church. So, uh, if your kid is is wrestling with on either side, we have a whole staff team from kids all the way up to adults that uh, want to help you, want to walk with you. And I would say the last thing too is just, um, yeah, if if you are a parent and your child is being bullied, I know. Uh, I don't know fully, but I can imagine it. Uh, it is pulling at you in some crazy ways and a lot of emotions. And I'll just encourage you, like, don't forget God loves your kid so much, more than you love your kid. So don't uh, don't separate this from your walk with him. Take it to him. Seek his wisdom. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully pass on that love to your kids and help them as well. 
Well, Austin and Alan, thank you so much uh, for not only this podcast, but for uh, your years of youth ministry. I know as a parent, I'll be listening to this podcast again, because uh, I know I, it's been helpful for me, and I want to kind of take some notes as I re-listen to it. Um, and you parents who are listening, we hope this has been a blessing to you and a resource. You are the real MVP, so we, we appreciate what you all do. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. To catch the latest episode, be sure to subscribe and follow us. For more resources like this, visit our website at www.redemptionchapel.com grow. We hope you join us next time on Redemption Unscripted.